pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he's our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means.
everyone. The fuse is lit. The fireworks are ready to explode. And God's presence is going to do his thing as we worship him tonight in spirit and in truth. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we have a God who's on our side. And if God before us, who can be against us? Lord, we just put our trust in you. We delight in you. And you give us the desires of our hearts. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all worship the Lord together. Let's stand together.
and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We glorify and honor your name. We lift you up in this place, Lord, with a heart of praise and a heart of worship. We adore you, Lord. We pour our love on you, Lord. We send our love to you, Lord. We bless you in this place. There is none like you. No one can do what you can do. You stand alone. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for filling this atmosphere with your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. Listen, listen closely to my voice, for I will lead God and direct you through this life. I will get you to where I have destined to be. Incline your ear to me. Come close to me and listen as I whisper to your heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You may be seated. Praise the Lord.
God is good. Hello, everyone. Okay. We have lots of announcements. Are we ready? Woohoo! Okay. This is going to be also like rapid fire announcements, too, okay? <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, today's Wednesday, so tomorrow's Thursday. We have our online grace course that Pastor Doug is teaching us all about grace. So you can still sign up if you would like to. You can sign up in the bookstore or online. You get access to the Zoom links and to the recordings. So you can, if you can't actually join live, then you can still listen to the teachings and the recordings. And it is fabulous. Okay. Saturday, we have Barnabas, men's breakfast. It is all about stronger faith, stronger walk, stronger relationship, being strong, okay? <laughs> so that is from 8.30 to 10 in the morning on Saturday. And then after Barnabas at 11 is the Palmyra Square. So people will be out down at the square holding signs, telling people that they're amazing, that Jesus loves them, and that we'd love to pray for them, that God is good, all of the things, right? People honk their horns, and we just... Tell them about VCF and all about how much Jesus loves them. Okay. And then next Wednesday is our community prayer, praise, and worship night. So special night of prayer, praise. It's going to be awesome. Lots of singing, lots of rejoicing, prayer for all sorts of different topics and whatever the Lord puts on our pastor's hearts. Okay. We are just going through these announcements. And in March, we have Winning Winter Wonderland. And that's on March 2nd. And so that is an event for the youth, ages 12 to 17. It's going to be similar to, like, Summer Supreme, if you guys remember that. So, so you have something like a visual in your mind, right? Arts and crafts, games, music, fun, you know, place for the youth to come and hang out, make ice cream, milkshakes, all sorts of fun stuff. So if you are interested in participating participating um, or supplying donations, you can see me or Pastor Nadine, and there's also a sign-up in the back as well. And then the youth are also doing a fundraiser. So the Laser Factory, right, um, which is in Anvil, you can join us for a night of fun. That's later in March, March 21st, but if you invite lots of people, we get 30% of all the sales that night. Okay, so we can invite lots of people to all play laser tag or do the arcade, fun stuff. Okay, and then um, on Sunday we had a lot of words during altar call, right at the end of. Okay. Okay. Better. Okay. Make sure the other one's off. Well, I'll figure out. There it goes. Okay. So on Sunday, a lot of times, sometimes at the end of service, we have, like, Pastor Doug as he's praying for people on live stream. It gets cut off so that way it's not broadcasted to everybody. However, we are still recording. So we still have the words. They're just not on the Internet. So if you would like access to that for a word that was spoken over you, 
you can see me or Miss Lisa, and we can get that link to you for the video, so that way you can hear at the end what was spoken over you, okay? Yeah, we just don't live stream everything, so that way, you know, sometimes people's personal information is just not out there on the internet for everybody to know, okay? And then there is a special missions project that is happening for Bishop George Nasamba over in Uganda. Um, they are going to have a conference for like the first time in like four years. And so they are building their building for it. And it is an 800 seat building. So they were a little short on funds. And so we are supporting them to help them build their building so lots of people can come and hear the gospel being preached. So we will be collecting until March 31st. And we will just send what we are able to to Bishop George Nasamba. Okay. Now, that was a lot of announcements. So, we have a little summary page for you. So, in the back by the offering podium on the table there, you can take one of these. It kind of summarizes all of the announcements and all of the wonderful things that are happening at VCF. So, you can take it home, put it on your fridge, and pass it out to people as well. Okay, that's all of our announcements. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can uh, go to Acts 319 for just a moment. I just want to read this scripture again before we get to where God wants us to go tonight. This is our theme scripture for every Wednesday. Acts 3.19, it says, Repent ye therefore, and be converted. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is a holy converter. That your sins may be blotted out when times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And so that came out of a word that we called Wednesday night refreshing and that's how it all came about. And uh, God is good. So uh, get ready for our prayer and praise night next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, that special missions project for Uganda, I will be going there in September. Uh, this is a special offering that we're going to be sending directly to uh, George for the, that building. And um, I'm excited. It's another nation that VCF gets to touch. And uh, God is good. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready for tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we're, we're, I'm going to take you through some refreshing change tonight. Amen? Refresh, I say that, say refreshing, refreshing. Change. change. You know, um, God is a God of change. He doesn't change, but he changes us. Right? So uh, our divine creator, Father God, our Lord Jesus and his Holy Spirit, they have uh, great things planned for you and uh, designated for you, things that he has prepared for you, set aside for you, and established for you. 
And um, these are things that he wants you to do, places he wants you to go, things he wants you to have, and people that he wants you to impact. All right? Um, But in order to get to where you need to be, God's got to change you. Amen? Amen? He loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. And how many know when you come to the Lord, it's a process of growth and development. You start off as a baby and you grow. And God wants us to continue to grow in the knowledge of God. That means we're going to continue to change. Amen. So he will change you so that he can accomplish great things in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, You could call this human (laughs) 2.0. A better version of yourself. Amen? Uh, Don't fight what God wants to do. You got to embrace it. You got to let him do it. Amen? Let the potter put his hands on the clay. Let him apply the pressure. Let him uh, smooth out the rough spots, right? And let him put you in the fire and bake you so you come shimmering out, glistening, right? With the glory of God. Amen? Uh, Go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. This is just an hors d'oeuvre. The main course is coming. Mm, It's a good night tonight. I didn't know what I was going to be sharing on. But this afternoon, God just went, dropped it in. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So he began a good work in you, and that work is going to last until Jesus returns. He's going to be working in you. Amen? Let God work. Don't stop the work. Amen? Man of God at work. Right? Hallelujah. All right? And then James tells us that you have to let patience have its perfect work. Amen? Sometimes you got to let patience work through the situation. Glory to God. And... uh, God wants to change. I want you to go to Psalm 119. Longest book in the Bible. Psalm 119. And we're going to start with uh, verse 132. Psalm 119 and verse 132. Hallelujah. These are some keys here that we need to keep in mind. Amen? Amen. Psalm 119, 132. Look upon me. And be merciful to me. Everybody say, be merciful to me. Okay? As you, uh, as you used to do unto uh, those that love your name. Order my steps. You want God to order your steps? Hallelujah. He knows the right way to go. Let him order your steps. Order my steps in your word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Hallelujah. God doesn't want any evil thing to have dominion over you. Amen. He wants you pure. He wants you clean. He wants you holy. 
All right? You got to be like Joseph. He was tempted, but he resisted it. Amen? Uh, okay? And uh, let's read on here. Um, verse 134. Deliver me from the oppression of man. Hallelujah. God will deliver you from the oppression of man. So I will keep your precepts. The reason he delivers you so that you can keep his word. Make your face shine upon you. That's giving you favor and grace. And teach me your statutes. Teach me your word. Rivers of water run down my eyes because I keep not your law. All right? Now, now we're going to get to the meat. Why don't you go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. And uh, this is the story of the first king named Saul. In order for God to use Saul as a king, he had to change him. He had to make him into a different man. Because he, he was serving a different purpose. Saul had never been king before. He was the first king that God chose, but God had to change him in order so that he could do what God called him to do. See, the change is necessary so that God can do what he wants to do through you. Amen? All right. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 5. Samuel was telling Saul what was going to happen to him. He said, after that, you shall come to the hill of God. Tonight you're on the hill of God. Where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass when you are there to the city that you shall meet a company of prophets. Mm -mm -mm. Coming down from the high place with the psaltery and the tabret and the pipe and the harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Now, verse 6 is what you want to pay attention to. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And you shall prophesy with them. Mm-hmm. And shall be turned into another man. Yes. So if... God wants to change you three ways. He wants the Holy Ghost to come upon you. He wants to change your speech so that you prophesy with them. And you will experience the change. You will be turned into a different person. Amen? A different man. A different woman. Hallelujah. You were one thing one minute, but now you're another thing the next minute. Why? Because the Spirit of God came upon you. Hallelujah. You encountered a suddenly of God. Amen? So the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. The Amplified says it came upon him mightily. All right? And uh, that means that he'll rush upon you. Sometimes the Holy Ghost just needs to rush upon you. He needs to get you when you unexpected, when you're not expecting it. You just, you just came to a Wednesday night, but God wanted to encounter you. God wanted to meet you. God wanted to do something for you. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. He'll rush upon you suddenly, quickly, abruptly, unexpectedly, without warning. You were in one place, and there he was. He just showed up. See, that's what God's presence does. It just shows up. 
You, 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 could be, you could be in a moment of prayer and God just shows up. I'll never forget uh, years ago when I was still living in Illinois and I was a single man. And uh, there was a group of us, maybe about seven. And we were at a friend's apartment. And uh, we just got into a circle. And we just started praying. We were just praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. And uh, we were doing it for about 45 minutes. All of a sudden, something started to happen. It started with this person here. Then it went to the next person. Then it traveled all around the circle. And by the time we were done, we were all having a good time in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And uh, so God told Saul that he was going to, the Spirit of God was going to come upon him mightily. He was going to prophesy with them. All right? To prophesy, oh, get this, it means to break forth into the praise of God. It means to utter diverse truths, even prediction, even predicting the future by the inspiration of the Spirit. Amen? See, in order for God, in order for there a refreshing change, it's going to have to be a work of the Holy Spirit, and He's going to have to change your speech. Amen? Why? Because your speech sets the direction of your life. You're talking about pain constantly. You're not going to get rid of it. It's going to hang around. It's going to linger. Your mouth sets the direction of your life. Okay? And then, uh, yeah, that word prophesy means it's the ecstatic state, an excited state, an elevated state. And it's with song and music and speaking by the inspiration. And then you'll be turned into another man. You'll be suddenly endowed with another spirit. Filled with skill in divine things. See, Saul didn't know how to be a leader. So God gave him the Holy Spirit to teach him how to be a leader. That Holy Spirit empowered him to lead and to rule God's people. Because it was something new that he never did before. I mean, Saul was looking for donkeys one day, and he's sitting on the throne the next day. (laughs) Amen? Don't worry about the donkeys. They're going to be okay. Right? Right? (laughs) Um, Barnes... Uh, he's a commentator. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Uh, the word rendered come means to pass upon, as a fire does when it breaks out and spreads. You know, sometimes the Holy Ghost is like spontaneous combustion. You know, all of a sudden, there's the fire right there. It, it, just, it just bursts into flame spontaneous combustion. Okay? So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's like a fire starting and spreading. Poof! There's going to be some power words coming out. Look at your neighbor and say, don't fight the change. Be like the Beatles. Let it be, let it be. 
I don't know where that came from. Can the Holy Spirit give you something that you didn't have a moment before? Absolutely. He can equip you with, for whatever you need for the next step, the next phase, the next season of your life. Amen? So uh, the Holy Spirit was going to come upon Saul and he was going to prophesy and he was going to be changed into a different man, turned into a different man. All right, and uh, he he can suddenly endow you with the capacity to act in a manner far superior than your previous character. God took a shepherd boy named David, who wasn't even invited to the party. When Samuel came to anoint someone as the king, the next king after Saul, where was David? He was out in the sheep field taking care of the sheep. And uh, Samuel was looking at the sons. No, 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 no. Samuel said, you got any others? Oh, yeah, David, he's out in the field. Well, we're not sitting down until he comes. So in one moment... He went from a shepherd to a king because of the anointing that came upon him. Okay? And the Bible says that when, when, when Samuel poured the oil on, the Spirit of God was on David for, forever from that point. Hallelujah. How many could use a fresh anointing tonight? You know, the Bible says that you'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to what? Power to be a witness. I was never able to share my faith, but something got a hold of me, and now I just can't stop my mouth from opening up and talking. Something just came on me and opened up the spout. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. See, I have power when the Holy Ghost has come upon me. Hallelujah. He's come upon me, and I have power. To do what God wants me to do. To be what God wants me to be. To have what he's given me. Hallelujah. What did he tell Mary? She was going to go from a virgin to pregnant in one moment. What, what was the key? The Holy Ghost is going to what? Come upon you. And the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. Holy Ghost, power, boom, pregnant. She went from one thing to another. She was changed. She went from not having a child to having a child. Amen? And it was planted by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Okay? So these are things, in order to experience refreshing change, you've got to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus told his disciples, he'll be with you and he'll be in you. You know what? When he's in you, (laughs) he's like a fountain. Sorry about my mic. And, you know, if you go, we used to have a fountain in the back. We don't anymore. But that fountain was connected to a water source. And you couldn't see the water, but when you hit the button, the water came out. See, the Holy Ghost is in you. 
And when he needs to, he can come up on you. He, you know, he's in you. You can access him, right? But then he comes up on you to preach. He comes up on you to do what you need to do. He comes up on you so that you can impact someone else. Because God needs to change you. You can't serve God with your old junk. God's going to give you a new upgrade. And it's going to happen just like this. You know, there were some suddenlies in the Bible. See, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, it's like a suddenly. You didn't expect it. It just happened. Right? Look at Matthew 28.8. I love this one. This is like my favorite one. And I'm reading it from the Amplified. Matthew 28.8, it says, The women left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the good news to the disciples. As they went, suddenly Jesus met them saying, Rejoice! So he's resurrected. They come to the tomb. He's not there. They're running, and Jesus just appears to them suddenly. And what does he say? Rejoice! Pastor Doug just gets in your face and says, Rejoice! And something happens on you. It's a spontaneous combustion of joy. And they they went to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. They, they, were, they weren't even startled. He, he just showed up, said rejoice, and they began to worship. Hallelujah. That's a suddenly. Luke 2.9. This is a good one. Shepherds were out in the field at night watching over their flock. They're doing what they always did. They're doing what they're, they're paid to do, what they're trained to do. Right? And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. And the glory of the Lord flashed around them. And they were terribly frightened. You're just watching your sheep, not expecting it. And God just shows up. An angel just shows up from heaven, just like that. God God still does suddenlies in the church today. Acts 2. Jesus said, go wait into the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power. God's got a, an endowment of power for you. Why? Because you can't do what you need to do with your weak little self. You need the power of God. You need the strength of God. Amen? We can't do it in our own, in our own self. So what are they doing? They're sitting in this room. 120 of them. They're worshiping and they're praying and they're in one accord. They don't know what to expect. Jesus said, just wait. He didn't say what was coming. He just said, power from on high. Well, what's that? Right? And as they're sitting in a room just like this, worshiping, praising, encouraging, then the Bible says, suddenly, a sound from heaven, from like a rushing mighty wind, filled the house where they were sitting. Didn't even have to stand. It filled the house where they were sitting, and tongues of fire appeared above each of them. Why? Because God needed them to touch nations. Amen? Let me just tell you this. Through Abraham, God established nations. Through Moses, God delivered a nation. 
Through Daniel, God influenced the nation. Through Joseph, God preserved the nation. Through Jesus, God saved all nations. Through Esther, God rescued a nation from annihilation. Through judges, God overcame and overthrew evil nations. And through the church, God brings good news to every nation. Hallelujah. And in order to do that, we got to be changed. We got to be changed into different people. We got to be changed by the power of God. And we got to prophesy. Hallelujah. Paul was going to Damascus. He was ready to persecute more Christians. He was going to Damascus. I'm going to persecute me some Christians. I'm going to barbecue me some Christians. (laughs) And he's on his way to Damascus. And all of a sudden, suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. Smile, you're on candid camera. (laughs) And the Lord had a little chat with him. Three days, Paul was a different man. Paul was changed. His name name was Saul, but it became Paul. New name means a new nature. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay, so... We, we need an encounter with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He needs to come upon you. Yeah. And, and you've got to cooperate with him. He, he, listen, the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He doesn't force his way. He doesn't knock you down and tackle you and say, let me in, let me in. <laughs> How did he come on Jesus? He came like a dove. You ever see anybody get tackled by a dove? (laughs) What happened? I got hit by a dove. No, doves are gentle. So the Holy Ghost, he just gives you an invitation and you got to respond. Amen? So Samuel told Saul that your speech, you're going to prophesy with them. Saul wasn't a prophet, but something was going to come in him to change him so that he could prophesy. Didn't mean that he was a prophet, but he he was able to prophesy. Okay? So he would be abled at once to compose psalms and hymns of praise on the spot. He just got in contact with the prophets and that prophesying spirit just got on him. And all of a sudden, Paul, I mean, Saul probably opened up his eyes and he just began to open up his mouth and words started coming out of his mouth. He was prophesying. Right? Now, he, he began to sing praises in a manner though he had been trained up in it. He had never had any formal training. He never went to the school of the prophets. But because the Spirit of God came on him in that moment, he was able to do that. Okay? Um, and that made it even more wonderful. You know, when, when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and you speak with tongues, you're speaking a language that you've never learned, that you've never studied, but you're supernaturally empowered to speak it by the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
Hallelujah. Go, go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. So, you need an encounter with God, you need to prophesy, and you'll be changed into a different person. Yeah, but I like the way I am. Yeah, but God needs you to be something different. God's got higher things. He's got better things. We, we came out of sin. So God's got to train us in the way that we should go. So that when we're older, we don't depart from it. Because God's our father, right? That's parent, that's parent training 101. Train up a child in the way that you go. You're a child of God, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you need training in the way that you should go. God just doesn't save you and let you go. I mean, the disciples spent three and a half years being trained by Jesus before they were released into the ministry on their own. Before he said, I'm retiring early, boys. It's all yours. (laughs) Right? Ephesians chapter 5. This is about uh, prophesying. And uh, let's look at... uh, Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly or wisely, not as fools, but, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Are the days we're living in evil? So we need some people who are changed by the spirit of God and prophesying so that we can redeem the time. All right. How do we do this? Verse 17. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The way to redeem time is knowing what God wants you to do, where he wants you to do it, how he wants you to do it, knowing his will. When you know what God wants you to do, you can redeem the time. Okay? If you don't know what you, if you don't know what God wants you to do, you're going to lose your time. Because you know, when someone doesn't know what what God wants them to do, they're wandering. What are you doing? I'm just wasting time. I'm, I'm killing time. You know, time doesn't die. It just goes. All right? Okay. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. So part of being filled with the Spirit involves speaking. To yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we got to do to maintain our fullness. Be, Be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual. How am I going to remember? Listen, the Holy Spirit will give it to you. You I mean, you could go to the book of Psalms and sing a psalm, Right? You go to hymn book and sing a hymn, but what about a spiritual song? Who, who's the author of the spiritual song? Spirit. Holy Spirit. He'll put a new song in your heart. Doesn't that the Bible say he'll put a new song in your heart? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. See, if you're going to experience refreshing change, you've got to have an encounter with the Holy Ghost and you've got to prophesy. How, how do you know if you have an encounter with the Holy Ghost? Your speech changes. You're not negative, you're positive. Hallelujah. 
I've been positively infected by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. All right, Colossians chapter 3. And uh, verse 16. Well, back up to verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. See, spirit of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? You have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, you're going to have an encounter with peace. Whose choice is it to let the peace of God rule in your heart? You've got to decide, right? To the which also you are called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word of his anointing. The word of his anointed one, right? In all wisdom, spirit of wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Okay? So, uh, Saul went and the Spirit of God got on him. And when the Spirit of God got on him, he began to prophesy. And as the Spirit of God gave on him and he began to prophesy, you know, uh, Acts 2, Peter said, uh, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will. will prophesy. They'll, they'll speak praise. They'll speak good things under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. See, to prophesy means to speak under the inspiration. Amen? And uh, so there was Saul. He was, he was going to be king. And he encountered the Holy Spirit. And he began to prophesy. He began to speak things under the anointing. He began to speak things that he never studied, that he never learned. They just came out of him because of the Spirit of God. And it was in that that he was changed and turned into another man. Refreshing change. See, when God makes a change, it feels good. It does the body good. When God comes in and he's doing the change, you don't want to fight it. You want to embrace it because it's good. Amen? Did God ever make you say, ouch? No. No. Taste and see that the Lord is bitter? No. Taste and see that the Lord is good. God is good. Everything he does is good. When he heals your body, it's good. When he supplies your need according to his riches and glory, it's good. When he saves you from hell, it's good. Hallelujah. So... He was changed into another man. He was transformed. He was reconfigured. You know, sometimes God's got to reconfigure you. We're used to doing what the flesh wants. Now we got to get used to doing what the spirit wants. Amen? Um, he, 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 He gives you a new shape, a new formation, a new arrangement. 
a new alignment. You ever have a bone that was out of place, right? And it's causing pain. You, you, you get a line, you're like, oh, yeah. Right? Or a pinched nerve that gets unpinched. Hallelujah. He'll, he'll, he'll cause you to follow a new pattern, a new design, and he'll give you a new composition. Okay? Hmm. He, he'll, he'll make you shifted. Regenerated. See, a new man receives a new nature, a new anointing, and a fresh touch from the Lord. If you're in Christ, how many are in Christ? The Bible says you're a new creature. Old things are what? Where did they go? They're passed away. All things become what? That's change. Are you enjoy- Walk in the newness of life. Don't walk in the oldness of defeat. Walk in the newness of victory. Walk in the newness of health. Amen? Say this. Say, God wants to heal me. God is able to heal me. He both wants to and he can. So I just receive it. I am healed from my head to my toes. All inside Inside. and all outside. outside. I am healed and whole in Jesus' name. name. When you're healed, you feel like a new man, don't you? You know, when the woman with the issue of blood got healed, she felt like a new woman. That plague that she dealt with for 12 years was gone. Why? She had an encounter with Jesus. Okay? So... As a new man, you develop a new way of... And when I say man, I'm not eliminating you ladies. Mankind, okay? You develop a new way of thinking. You have new thoughts, right? You look at people differently. Why? Because you got new information, right? Those you used to hate, now you love. Oh. (laughs) You experience new emotions, right? Some of you shy, silent ones now start to shout. Some of you ones that were stiff, you begin to move a little bit more. You experience new emotions. You're invigorated with new strength. Did you know that God's strength is renewable? Wait in the Lord and you shall renew your strength. So if you're you're feeling weak, the Bible says he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Say, my strength is being increased. You're filled with a new mental power, making you eager for action and capable of taking the lead among all men and solving all problems. Hallelujah. I can do how many things through Christ? Who strengthens me? Christ, the anointed one, his anointing. Amen. You got to get possessed by the Holy Ghost. Saul was all of a sudden filled with knowledge, power, and ability to lead that he didn't have before in one moment. He went from being a farmer to a ruler. How do we know he's a farmer? Because he was chasing donkeys. Amen. 
See, when, when God changes you, he supplies energy from his spirit. Samson was an ordinary man until the spirit of God came upon him. Then he could rip a lion in a half with his bare hands. He could take the city gates on his shoulders. He could tie a hundred foxes together. You ever try to catch one fox, let alone a hundred, and tie their tails together and light them on fire? It's amazing what you can do when the Spirit of God is working through you. Saul, he got the capacity to rule and lead. The Apostle Paul got the capacity to be a wise master builder and preach the gospel where it hadn't been preached before. He went from persecuting churches, I mean persecuting Christians to planting churches. Why? Because he had an encounter with God. Amen? Amen? See, the Spirit of God will operate on you in a way that's fit for you making you into what he needs you to be because he knows where he's sending you. He knows who you're going to impact. When you work with youth, you get an anointing for youth. An anointing comes on you to reach that group of people. And when you're there, there's an excitement there. Hallelujah. You get an anointing to, to preach the gospel. And when it's there, it's an exciting thing. You get an anointing to prophesy. Hallelujah. You get an anointing to play an instrument. You get an anointing to make a meal. You get an anointing to open up your house and, and entertain for hospitality. You get an anointing to serve. See, God changes you into someone different. So that, because why? It's for his glory. Just like Jesus took his disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. And in, in, in the twinkling of an eye, he was changed to his original self for just a brief moment. They saw him in his glory. Peter, James, and John got to witness him in his glory. And he was talking to Moses and Elijah. Hallelujah. So, the Holy Spirit comes. Okay. Go with me to Psalm 51. You got to prepare. And how do you prepare? You got to prepare your heart for the change that God wants to do. How many believe that Father knows best? All right? Then let Him do it. Let Him work how He wants to. Let Him adjust what He needs to adjust. Let Him tweak what He needs to tweak. See, some people are afraid to say, God, have your way in me. Because they're not sure what he's going to do. But if you know that God is good, you can confidently say, God, have your way in me. David, he had a moment in his life where he tarnished the work that God was doing in him sin when he slept with Bathsheba committed adultery then he had to commit murder and uh, after that incident he writes this prayer in Psalm 51 but 
it's really a prayer of preparation for God to do his work. And uh, there's some key points in here that we need to know that's going to help us experience refreshing change. How many want refreshing change? Amen. Psalm 51, starting with verse 10. Well, uh, better start with 7. Psalm 51, verse 7. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Why? God can't use a dirty vessel. How many of you want to eat off a plate that's had food on it for seven days? Hmm? Or cheese that you've got to shave because it's got some green Martians on it. (laughs) Just as much as you like clean stuff, so does God. And if your life is not clean, you are limiting God's work in your life. Purge me with hyssop. That means scrub me good. And I shall be clean. Notice, shall be. God does the purging. He does the receiving. I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Look outside. You can see the whiteness of snow. How many want to be white? God wants you whiter than snow. He doesn't want the dirt tracks that sin leaves in your life. He wants you whiter than snow. Clean powder. Fresh powder. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which you have broken may rejoice. God wants you to rejoice in your bones. Okay? All right? So, then he says, verse 9, hide your face from my sins. That's a good thing. He doesn't want God to focus on it. Blot out my iniquities. Right? Okay? Here's, here's verse 10. Create in me a clean heart. Ask God for a clean heart and a renewed right spirit. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Have, give me an encounter with your love, an encounter with your grace. I need a, a spirit renewed in me, a right spirit. Why? Sin gives you a wrong spirit. Sin exposes you to the devil. It exposes you to the enemy. It gives the enemy permission to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. But God's word said, sanctify them by your truth. His word is truth. Wash them clean. Wash them with the water of the word. Okay? So ask God to give you a clean heart. Why? That helps you cooperate with the Holy Spirit so that you can be a changed person. So that you can experience refreshing change. All right, verse 11. Cast me not away from your presence. Be closely connected to his presence. Why? Sin separates you from God. Sin puts God here and you over here. So sin separates you from God. And the only way to avoid that separation is to repent. He said... Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. David knew what he did wrong, but he's taking responsibility for his wrongdoing. And he's crying out to God to make it right. Jesus said, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 
Okay? Verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Oh, hallelujah. You know, let me just say, we have to interact, fellowship, and follow Holy Spirit. Interact, fellowship, and follow Holy Spirit. Have the joy of salvation restored. You know, there is a joy in salvation. There is a joy in God. God wants you to have your joy restored. If you've lost your joy, you can get it restored. Amen? If you lost your laugh, God can give you laughter. He said, if my joy is in you, your joy will be full. All right? Um, And uphold me with your, with your free spirit. All right? You have to be sustained with a willing spirit and a God I want to spirit. We have to have a God I want to spirit. One, one, I want to pursue God. I want to worship God. I want to support God's work. I want to do God's will. You got to have a God I want to do it attitude. God doesn't make you do anything. If he made us do something, he'd make us all get saved. But he doesn't. He gives people a choice. Okay? And uh, then he said, verse 13, I will teach transgressors your ways. With this change, I will help others and teach others. Why does God change a person? So his change can affect someone else. Amen? Listen, God, when God thought of you, he's got other people on his mind. He's got you to, to go to other people and to impact their lives, whether it be your family, whether it be your neighbors, whether it be your coworkers. There's somebody in this life that you need to impact with the gospel. David said, if you, if you do these things in me, I'm going to teach transgressors your ways. I'm going to make my life a difference. Amen? Hallelujah. And sinners will be converted to you. Hallelujah. I'm going to help teach others and I'm going to witness to others. David said sinners are going to be converted because you you did this for me, God. I'm going to do this for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he says, verse 14, deliver me from blood guiltiness. Uh, That's a. Violence and hurting people, shedding blood, hurting innocent people. David had a lot of blood on his hands, and he was asking God to deliver him. Now, because of the blood, he couldn't build the temple, but he supplied the the stuff for the temple. All right? And then verse 15, Lord, open up my lips. Why? So that I can prophesy. Open up my lips and my mouth shall flow forth your praise. I'm going to prophesy. Open up my lips and I'm going to prophesy. Ask God to open your mouth and prophesy to declare God's praise. Break yourself free from sin through repentance. Be genuinely sorry for going against the Lord. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 18.31. I'm almost done. Cast away from, from you all transgressions which you have committed. Listen, if you don't cast away your transgressions, your transgressions will destroy you. 
If you stay in an attitude of sin, you will forever remain disconnected from God. Jesus did away with sin. By the way, we are crucified with him. He delivered us from the dominion of sin. Romans 6 tells us that. All right? Uh, Cast away from uh, you all transgressions which you have committed. How do you do that? You say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's it. Then he says, make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, repent and live. Amen? Now, both Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3 tell us to put on the new man. Put off the old man and to put on the new man. Why? One that's created in Christ Jesus. Put on the new man. Why? That's refreshing change. Did you know that you could put on the new man like you put on a coat? You could put on the new man. I don't have time to go into the new man. Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3 talks about it. It lists characteristics of the new man. Don't lie. Don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Talks about loving people, right? That's the new nature. Amen? Amen. But we're going to have an encounter. And find last scripture, Titus chapter 3, then I'm done. Titus chapter 3. Ooh, glory to God. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Titus chapter 3, starting with verse 4. Refreshing change. Is happening right now. Not hard change. Not difficult change. Refreshing change. Refreshing makes you feel good. Refreshing change is happening in this house. Refreshing change is happening to the inhabitants of this house. Refreshing change can occur right here, right now, in this moment. Why? The Holy Ghost is here. We're going to have an encounter with him. Titus chapter 3, verse 4, amplified. But when the goodness and the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, that's Jesus Christ. He came to this earth. He showed up. He died on the cross. He, he, was, he was dead and buried, and he rose again. And he's now sitting at the right hand of God. But he, he's the goodness and the kindness of God. That's Jesus the Messiah. Verse 5, he saved us. Not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth. Hallelujah. When you get born again, you, you are made brand new. You, my, first, my only new car that I bought was a Saturn. And when, when I picked up that Saturn, I went to the dealership. This is what they did. Everybody who worked in the dealership came around my car in the showroom and as they they opened up the garage door and I drove out, everybody in that place cheered. They were like, "Ah!" I'm driving that car and man, what a feeling that is. (laughs) You're driving that brand new car, they had just shined it and you got the whole staff cheering. This is what God does for you when you get born again. 
But because of his own compassion and mercy, by the cleansing of the new birth, spiritual transformation, that's change, regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly on us. Whew, there's no lack of Holy Ghost. Through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we would be justified, made free from the guilt of sin. Let me say, sin makes you guilty, Jesus makes you free. You want to get free of the guilt? Give it to Jesus right now. Okay? By his compassion, undeserved grace, that we would be acknowledged as acceptable to him, made heirs of eternal life according to our hope. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now we got to encounter the Holy Ghost. And, And we're going to prophesy. Hallelujah. And you're going to be changed. Turned into a different person, into a different man, into a different woman. Hallelujah. 